Hi, I'm back with chapter two of Jonah. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it short. Tried to do that last time, didn't do a very good job. So uh, I'm going to do it in a little bit of a different format this time. I'm trying to keep it short for people who are consuming it, but also for me so that I actually can fit making these into my daily life. Uh, let's pray real quick. <sighs> Dear Lord, as we open up your word, and we look into the story of Jonah and uh, his time of trial. We pray that you would glean out of it for us the things that will be life-changing for us, that will bring us closer to you and make us more conformed to your image. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go through the, uh, the chapter. And instead of reading the whole thing first, I'm just going to go through it. As it is. So the end of chapter 1, if we remember, Jonah was uh, thrown overboard. And then probably the most famous thing about Jonah says, The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights. This is a fact. Uh, a lot of people find the story hard to believe or talk about it as if it's maybe just some sort of uh, uh, metaphor, which it is. But I do believe that it happened. That may be strange, but I also believe that the incarnate Son of God was a Jewish man who was executed even though he didn't do anything wrong, was dead for three days, and then walked himself out of his own tomb. Um, I don't think a man being swallowed by a big fish is really that much to ask. It's definitely not the most shocking thing that I believe actually happened. It is a metaphor, though. The fish is death. The fish is an image of being swallowed up in the thing that will consume you, which is ultimately death, right? Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish, and he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depths of Sheol. You heard my voice. This is really nice to know that God hears no matter where we're, we're calling from. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakos, breakers and billows passed over me. Interesting to note is that they're God's breakers and billows. The sea that's engulfing Jonah at this point, Jonah acknowledges that it belongs to God. So I said, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. This is Jonah's perspective, right? He still cares about Jonah. God still cares about Jonah. And he's obviously still listening, but Jonah isn't feeling it right at this moment. Uh, but Jonah chooses to do what's right, even though he doesn't feel like it. <clears throat> Water encompassed me to the point of death, but great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever, but you have brought me up. You have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. This is a really incredible picture. I mean, we have, we talk about descending down into mountains and into the, into the bottom of the earth with its bars around him. This is where Jonah was trying to go this whole time. 
He's finally as far down as he can go. God told him to go up, and Jonah went down. Eventually, the Spirit of God will not strive with man forever. He sent Jonah as far down as it gets, as far down as Jonah could possibly imagine getting. But when that happened, he was brought back up. He was saved. Jonah says, While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. So what's happening here is the hierarchy, the ladder of all existence, the span of everything from the top to the bottom is being transcended by this prayer, by the act of salvation coming down from the very top to the very bottom to pull him up, just to pull little Jonah up from the bottom. And when you see that thing being completely filled like that, what you're seeing is a person who is a what they call a type of Christ. Jonah is an image, and he was in the belly of the fish, which as we know is death, for three days. And then he was rose up, right, after three days. Jonah's response after this is to say, now keep in mind, this is during the uh, reign of the man who tolerated lots of idolatry and uh, cults. A lot of uh, immoral behavior. He said, Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithlessness, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. That which I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. The declaration here that salvation is from the Lord is an affirmation that this story is an image of the gospel. That it's salvation, not just for Jonah, but it's, that's where real true salvation comes from. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. So the Lord commands the fish, but the fish is death, right? So God can command the mechanism of death. Abraham, as Paul writes in Hebrews 11:9, says that Abraham himself also knew this. He said that Abraham reasoned that God could raise people from the dead. It's a reasonable thing to believe. So what we can see here is a reminder that what we care about, right? I want to bring this back to what, what do we care about? What does God care about? Is relative to where we are. And God is everywhere, all the time. He cares even when you don't. He cares about things you don't even think about. He cares about the things you do care about. He cares about things from an entirely different perspective for many of us. Let's go ahead and uh, just wrap it up by praying about it. Um, we'll ask God to give us some personal insight on how to apply this to our life. What is this supposed to mean for each of us? <clears throat> Let's pray. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we are asking now that you would help us to see with your eyes and to feel with your heart. Help us to uh, appreciate that which you care for. And for those of us that are still in the belly of the fish, give us the determination to be ready to rise, for us to get up and be ready to be spat out of that fish. And for those of us who are not, whether we are walking on our road to Nineveh or we're 
heading down when we're supposed to be going up. Help us to just see, to see from your perspective the things that you care about. And when we can't, help us to do. Help us to do what is right, even when we don't know what's going to turn out, what's going to be, where things are going to go, and how it's all going to work out. We don't even know what's on your mind. And we pray that you would give us peace and confidence in knowing that you have higher ways and things that you care about that we can't even imagine. We thank you that you would even be bothered to care about us. We thank you that we're part of your creation. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.